Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And if there was ever a time in which we were not joking about needing an executive producer intern, Michael, today's the day. If you could just hear what goes on that doesn't make it onto the... Listen, just do yourself a favor. Just take five seconds and just imagine if this that you're listening to right now is what... is what Correct. makes the cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> Imagine the stuff that doesn't make the cut. The cutting room floor at the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast is just a treasure trove of absolute insanity and lunacy of the highest order. If you guys remember uh, our the, the podcast format before, we would take much of the cutting room floor. I would just sweep it up. I'd mm-hmm. put it in a blender. I'd, I'd add some, some almond milk into there. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd hit the blend, and the thing would come up, and then I'd throw all of that at the beginning of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, a little smorgasbord, a little smorgasbord, a little charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie with my world? I was trying to speak your language there. I said smorgasbord. I don't know if you probably haven't been. I was like, what, is, been, what is that? You've probably never been to a Shoney's before, so you don't know what that is. But, uh, is Shoney uh, a gentleman that brings you your charcuterie board? <laughs> don't you ever talk about Shoney again? <laughs> don't you? Listen, uh, no. no, we are uh, we're back. A Tuesday episode. Uh, yesterday we broke down or tried to talk through the miserable, wretched mess that is the basketball team uh, and Ant Man stock. Today we're going to be previewing the Mizzou game. Which, mm-hmm. yep, we're here for it. Okay, look, yep, we're being gonna... a UGA fan did not mm-hmm. promise you sunshine and rainbows all the time. Okay. So if that's what you were expecting, you are very new to the party. <laughs> very new to the party. Buckle in. We're going to yep. keep on trucking. And if mm-hmm. you don't, if you want to get off, well, then were you a fan to begin with? It's hard to say, but it's actually yeah. easy to say because the answer is no. The answer is no. Uh, and that's exactly what Daniel and I, we are two fans talking about UGA. That's right. And if you're a Georgia fan, um, you made it to the right place. If you're looking again for insider crystal ball you know, uh, locker room breakdown. We have sources inside the program who are telling us about things that are going to happen so that you can pay us to tell you that information four and a half hours before it breaks on the internet so that you can know it. That's just not who we are. That's not what we're trying to be. Uh, we're Georgia fans. We talk about Georgia fan things. Um, and if you're a Georgia fan, we're glad you're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we're Daniel and he's, I'm Daniel, he's Clint. And, and this is what we do. Uh, we just talk about this sort of stuff. Uh, if you're old to the podcast, welcome back. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can help us out. If you like the podcast, you can download it, subscribe to it. Uh, you can rate, give us a rating or a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who has done that recently. Um, uh, you can always, if you want to reach out, if you have thoughts, if you have a constructive criticism, we're open to that. If you have uh, opinions, if you want to share your takes, uh, we would love to hear all of that. If you have segment ideas for the show, things that you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. And uh, we would love to interact with you that way. Today, as Clint said, we're going to talk about the Missouri game. But first, Clint, it's the offseason. We're in the throes of the offseason. Smack dab in the middle of it. Um, uh, we're waiting, we're, we're waiting to do some real roster previews and some deep dives, some pre-spring roster deep dives. We're going to get into all that. 
stuff. But we're waiting until after National Signing Day. There's still some there's still some meat on the bone. We hope mm-hmm. there's still some work that is is yet to be determined on this roster. But in lieu of some real roster previews, we th- what we thought was um, uh, that we would start sprinkling in some segments on the show where we just simply give you our our thoughts on the most important player at every position on the football team. All right? Just not necessarily the best player, not necessarily no. the MVP, the most valuable player, but the most important player... And we can, you can. This can be based on any reasoning that you choose to be yep. uh, to be it important. It often is just be, wild conjecture. Yeah, well, we normal. So what I'm saying is the same standards we always use. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Anything you want to say, just go ahead <laughs> and say it. Uh, for any reason that you that you see fit, you just have to defend your player. Most important player on the team. So we're going to start at one of the easier positions because it's one of the positions that has the fewest number of players on it. Uh, and that is the quarterback position, Clint. So let's jump into it. Uh, I'm going to give you the honors off the tee box. Who do you believe is the most important player on the roster at quarterback? Now, this is a – I did a little – you know, just went back. It wasn't deep dive, just a small amount of research, Daniel, because at first glance, this is an easy answer. Okay. okay. Seems cut and dry. Okay. Um, I went back and looked at all the college football playoff champions since 2014. Okay. Okay. That's right. a, that's not no research. Well, so. I d- it wasn't a deep dive. Not no new, but you're right. You're right. So when uh, you're constructing your review, listeners, that says these idiots do no research, let the record show you're mistaken. You are you false, are mis- and you should mistaken. shut your mouth. Um, 2014, Ohio State went through, I think, eight quarterbacks in they that were given year. The water boy, uh, Adam Sandler, was playing quarterback at one point in the season, uh, speaking in some sort of a Cajun... I don't know. It's have we gone back and looked to see if Bobby Boucher and Ed Orgeron are somehow kin? Is that well? They're both from the state of Louisiana, so it's guaranteed they are. They're all kin. Yes, they're they all, are kin. all. Yes, correct. Okay, <laughs> so, never so mind. Moving on. Don't need to get the, the. Yes, they were. They were starting their third string quarterback um, at the time that they won the national championship. Correct. correct. Uh, Thursday, Alabama, two thousand fifteen. You know who the quarterback of that championship team was, Daniel? Any any guess? No, wasn't Tua? It, wasn't there yet? No, certainly it wasn't Tua. It was I don't know, Greg McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> he he was trying. He was begging Nick Saban to let him dress out as he does every single week, jonesing for more airtime. No, who uh, was that? It? Was that was Coker. Oh, Coker was a quarterback. J- J- old Jacob Coker. Uh, Clemson, Deshaun Watson, 2016, quarterback. Mm-hmm. 2017, Alabama. We don't, we don't need to go there. We're good. We're just going to move on. 2018, we know all too well who quarterbacked and who the second quarterback was of that year. 2018, Clemson, old Trevor, mm-hmm. old Jennifer Aniston here. And then mm-hmm. 2019, Joe Burrow. So as I looked at that, know I was you're expecting, getting at here. Well, yeah. follow with me. Half of those teams had no definitive quarterback on their roster. Half of those quarterbacks, or half of those teams, had definitive game-changing quarterbacks on their roster. And all 
are college football champions. I thought this was going to be an easy no-brainer. Jamie Newman is the most important one. I thought that was going to be the case. Okay. Daniel. Really was. Okay. <clears throat> and then I looked back. He's still the answer for me. It's still Jamie Newman. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going off any beaten path there. But I just found it curious and interesting to me that for all of the speculation of what he could be, what the offense, the Heisman vote that he's getting already, which is just insane to me, still crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to be, is what I'm saying. And I'm excited that he could be. And I was just taken back that he could oversell or over, uh, under-promise and overcommit. He can outperform his expectation this year uh, because we could win national champion without a defending number one, but it's Jamie Newman and it's it's him definitively. Jamie Newman is my answer as well, and I went a bit of a different way in my reading and my research that I did to back this up, and I came to a different conclusion than you did. I oh, is, my research strengthened my case that it was that it is in fact Jamie Newman, and he may be the most important player to play at Georgia in quite some time. <laughs> okay. Um, the good folks at Pro Football Focus. Um, safe to say that they like Jamie Newman or don't like Jamie Newman. I think it's. I think I think there's a whole wing dedicated to just him this season. It seems that way. Now, Pro Football Focus, a, a publication that uh, does some great work, does some evaluation, a lot of advanced metrics. They try to look at a lot of things other than just the basic average fan would look at to determine uh, a player's actual value in spite of the of the systems and the surroundings that they find themselves in they call jamie newman quote the biggest graduate transfer of the offseason and then they say this clint and i'm going to now read an extended quote are you ready okay i'm ready during newman's 2019 season at wake forest he displayed traits that Jake Fromm couldn't touch, such oh, no. as tight window accuracy and efficient deep passing while displaying far superior athleticism. His tight window passing grade and deep passing grade of 20-plus yards both were second in the nation to only Joe Burrow this season. That's pretty good company. Mm. Getting him out of the Wake Forest up-tempo RPO system will allow Newman to do what he does best, beat defenses with his arm instead of his legs. Oh, my. Following up on that, uh, deep dive into some more articles, Pro Football Focus. Um, uh, uh listen what they say here to me by the way they landed jamie newman transfer quarterback from wars um uh, from wake forest now they georgia now sits as the fifth best odds to win the college football playoff national championship via caesars two sec teams alabama and lsu sit ahead of georgia in those odds listen to this but quite honestly georgia will be better than both next year as they will now have the best quarterback in the conference period End quote. Oh, my. Oh, my. So now listen. Jamie Newman comes in, and Pro Football Focus already saying Jake Fromm can't touch this guy in terms of talent. (laughs) Okay? Um, Are the wide receivers going to be better this year or worse this year? Are the freshmen going to grow up a little bit, or, or are they going to regress? Just as a little long bit. as Jorge doesn't swing a punch in a game. That's all Thank I ask. you. Thank you very much. Um, I think there's a good chance 
that listen because it's it's Jamie Newman because the goal for Georgia is to win a national championship this year. Correct. Forget about everything else. I don't Brock, care. Brock Vandelay, that's fine. You come on to whatever, but you can't win us a, a national championship this year, so I don't care about you. That's not. I'm not interested. Jamie Newman is the guy that's going to help us compete for a national championship this year. So he is, in my mind, the most important player on the roster in addition to at quarterback. Whew. Whew. Daniel, that's some, Just, that's some... I'm in a, I'm in a full lather. He's already worked out. Um, hey, we got some more questions uh, about blind guesses for next year's football statistical analysis. So, Daniel, we, we don't, like we said, we don't have any advanced metric ourselves. We rely on other people that are going to give us that insight. Kirby's going to, uh, you know, the one metric that we all get at the same time is the miles per hour that each player runs at practice. Good uh, God. It's very important. I just need more information about the miles per hour that everyone's running. It just the GPS system. They gotta inj- have a contract. Inject with Nike it into my veins. Please. Where they have to say that a certain number of times in a presser per year, and then once Kirby hits that, he stops talking. Somebody, about it. somebody, see if you can get Mike Griffin next year to ask Kirby if they've ever thought about getting GPS systems for the helmets. <laughs> so that they can track how fast the players run. Please, for the love, if you are oh, a low-level employee so at Dog Nation listening to this podcast, please offer $20 from us here at the Locked On Bulldogs podcast to mm-hmm. Mike Griffin if he mm-hmm. will ask Kirby with a straight face if they've ever thought about getting GPS for the helmets. I would love that. Oh, that would be so good. So, so good. Blind uh, guesses, though, Clint, that's much more our speed. This okay. is what we're talking about. Just let's throw a dart, see where it sticks, and see if you like. Let's do That's rapid it. fire. We got three of them. We okay. got three of them. This is blind guess who's going to have a better season next year. Okay? Who's going to have oh. a better year? And, and and we just mean overall in general. Not Correct. by one statistical measure or another. No. So, Clint, who's going to have a better year next year? James Cook? Kenny McIntosh? Now look, I put this one in here, and this is this is this is me. This is my horse. I will be beating it all the way into okay. the ground. I don't know okay. why you wouldn't just care for your animal and you know nurture it, try to respect it, and hopefully it treat it well. Does, but you just does caring sound like Daniel? True or false? If you and I are given a plant for our birthday, how it's many, dead. It's, it's, Sorry, it's I can't dead. hear you over the sound of my dead plant. <laughs> it's dead. I don't know what, mom. Why did you give me dead. the plant? You knew it was dead, but it's on arrival. Dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't care for those things. Uh, look, it's Kenny. It's Kenny McIntosh. Got a better year. It's, Come on. Uh, hear me out. Okay. Come on. Hear me, Daniel. Have you seen anything besides ratings prior to showing up at UGA? Okay, if I was to take rating, star rating, player rating before enrolling at UGA, Mm -hmm. have you seen anything to show you between the two that James Cook is a better running back than Kenny McIntosh? Yes. Oh, no, you haven't. Ghost on skates, Clint. You've seen it. You've seen flashes of it. I've seen it in spring. I've seen it. You're right, but but actual game for a long period of time. I've seen Kenny McIntosh hit a hole, burst through, show some vision, cut outside, and get 20 yards. I've seen James Cook dance around for a little bit, escape a couple tackles and get 16 and then he disappears for an entire season 
I'm not I'm not on record. I I'm not sitting here voicing my James Cook for Heisman uh, campaign, but uh, he's gonna have a better season than Kenny McIntosh. That's that's my feeling. Okay, good. Uh, second set: Tyson Campbell or Tyreek Stevenson. This is the youth versus a little bit of experience. Kind uh-huh. of an up and comer. I think, man, Tyreek Stevenson really flashed last year. Ooh, really showed some things. Really showed. Meanwhile, Tyson Campbell, you could say see, pretty, he pretty well struggled as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Rebounded a little bit last year. Gave himself a little steady Eddie. And now, what's he going to do in his in his in this this upcoming campaign? Is what I believe to be his junior campaign. So, I think the answer to this question is Tyson Campbell. I think Tyson Campbell is going to continue to steadily progress, and Tyreek Stevenson will be good, but is still probably a year away. Is is not is won't be on the level of Tyson Campbell. Uh, but boy, Daniel, don't you just see Stevenson flash and you think, oh, if you can keep that up for a game, my yeah. goodness, talk about talk about locking down an offensive side. Ooh. You, you, he has got, and the coaches, you know, he was one of the early guys that got talked about when he got on campus last year. People just talking about like, oh, this kid is different. When you look at him and you watch him, he is something different. And so, man couple five-star guys battling it out defensive backs all right last one clint a couple more defenders we're moving away from the secondary though we're getting into the front seven we're getting we're getting some getting some guys that that like to throw parties at the quarterback here a mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, couple under the radar guys though not true. i mean there's Ton of talent on this defense. These two guys a little bit more under the radar. Who has a better season in 2020, Quay Walker or Adam Anderson? Look, this is this is difficult. Okay, Adam Anderson supposedly put his name in the transfer portal and then rescinded his name mm-hmm. out of the out of the transfer portal. Came is back on campus. Um, <clears throat> got a couple of years in the program. Showed a lot when he was coming out of high school. I was very very high on this guy. Okay. Yeah. But I, Daniel, something Quay Walker just smells like a different beast to me. You know, that guy just has the look. The cut of his jib is something that I like. And I have to say, Quay Walker, he he seems to me like he has got a better shot of of having a better season than Adam Anderson. I think it's easier to play pass rushers like Adam Anderson than it is pass rushers like Quay Walker. There are more there's gonna be more availability. Cause you gotta remember Monty Rice and Nicobe Dean, yep. they ain't they ain't coming off the field. No. No, we got we got two guys that, that say no we're we're here. Kirby we're good. bringing them out. We're good. So I think when you, if you look at statistics, I mean, if you look at the, who's the better player, I think it might be Quay Walker. I think if you look at who's going to have the better season, I think Adam Anderson might be happy that he took his name out of the transfer portal, and I think Georgia fans might be happy about that as well. Uh, that's great. Hey, we're going to come back, and we're going to preview some Missouri game. Daniel, just here, here's – I'm not going to bury the lead anymore. I just Please have don't. a quick question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why in the world am I turning this game on? The UGA basketball in action against Mizzou. Why in the world am I putting eyeballs on this after this horrid, horrid team played 
this weekend and lost to Ole Miss at home. Number one, you're putting eyeballs on it because it's your God-given duty okay. as a University of Georgia fan. Okay. And if, if you and I know anything, it is responsibility and duty. That, that pretty much sums me, up all of our lives. Listen to me, Georgia fans. If you think you can just take a game off just because mm-hmm. we lost, Come on. once again, let me show you to the door, sir, because the, the, this is where the fans sit. And um, the table for whatever you are is pr- is somewhere down the hall. Um, you don't get a title. <laughs> you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch the game because it's a Georgia game and it's on the television. That's why you're gonna watch it. But second of all, listen. The NCAA tournament is gone, and we said this on the last the last show, and that means that the season is over. Period. The NIT. Now, do I hope we make the NIT? Yes, I do hope we make the NIT because that means more games to watch and it means more practices for our freshmen to practice. But the season is over. This season was NCAA tournament or bust and it was a bust. Definitive to say bust. There's no way we're making the NCAA tournament at this point. Georgia will win a game versus a ranked team at some point this year. You can bet your life on it. Oh. Georgia will win a game against a ranked team at some point this year, but they will not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, but you watch this game because now the tournament is out the window, and the only thing that matters for this Georgia basketball team is improvement of all of the players not named yeah. Donnell Gresham, Tyree Crump, Jordan Harris, and Anthony Edwards. You want to see improvement from every other player on the on the floor and not on the floor uh, in the case of Jaquan Walton and others. Uh, improvement is the only thing that matters. And so I'm going to be – and the pressure is kind of off now because you don't have to – we might lose this game to Missouri. Missouri's not good. No. But it's a road, it's a road game. And we might lose this game to Missouri. But I don't really have to be that upset about it if we do lose. Because if we lose this game and Christian Brown scores 14 points and hits three threes, I'm going to feel I'm, – I'm honest to God, Clint. I'm going to get on this podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to have glowing things to say about this basketball team. Daniel, really quick, do you realize you realize we're now hovering solidly over moral victory territory? I'm not – that's not a moral – that's not a moral victory. That's a loss with improvement shown from your players. The the season is over. Yeah, so yes. if all if you only wanted to watch games played by a team that had a chance to make the NCAA tournament, then I don't know what channel Duke is on, but I guess you go find them like all the other bandwagon fans. Maybe Kansas will get in another fight and you can watch that. Like that that'll we'll be, be fun. Salty, folks. But like if you if you're a Georgia fan, then you watch the Georgia games, and and the only thing Georgia has to play for right now is next season. And uh-huh. you play for next season by developing uh, guys that are like Severe Wheeler and like uh, Christian Brown and like Tumani Kamara and like 
uh, Mike Peak and Jaquan Walton and whatever. Uh, you you play for next season by developing the guys that you have, and so when we see improvement, that will be the thing that I'll be looking for. And again, yeah, you call it a moral victory or whatever. I call it, I call it trying to make the NCAA tournament next year because again, that's all that matters. In just like if I promise you this, if Georgia comes out and loses to Virginia. Uh, in football next year. I'm oh, sorry, oh, I transitioned. Oh, oh, I transitioned. Wow, yeah, okay. If Georgia comes out and loses to Virginia and then loses our first two com- – loses to Alabama and then loses another conference game before the middle of October, you are going to hear me on this podcast saying, put freaking Carson Beck in the football game. Take out Jamie Newman. I don't care about being the Florida Gators, 10 wins, SEC nothing champions, and getting a moral bowl victory. I want to develop the players that are going to help us win the championship next year. That's what I want because that's a win. In, In basketball, it's the same thing. Making the NCAA tournament is the championship that you're shooting for. And so you want the team to give you the best chance you want the team to do the thing that's going to help you get that done next year and that is developing the young players uh daniel i said a couple weeks ago that something crawled into my chest and and beat my heart for me again for georgia that what where is once dead uh well you put out that fire real quick i just started talking about a i started talking about a chick-fil-a kickoff loss to virginia and and everything is dead inside We're back. Back to the scorched wasteland. Everything is dead inside, and Bronco Mendenhall is going to haunt my dreams for the next two or three nights. My neck just snapped. It just convulsed just just Mm -hmm. as a reactionary to that statement. Uh, No, you're right. I want to see what Kamara is going to do. I want to see what these younger guys are going to do. I want to see how they develop so that I can get excited again, which is this is the most confusing. I think in all of my sports fandom, this is the most confusing fandom I've ever had to be so excited for Ant-Man to go number one overall and know that this team is going nowhere this year and yet be more excited for next year's team without Ant-Man is one of the most mm-hmm. confusing equations I've I've ever put together as a fan. It it's it's absolutely true and listen this this you're going to have nine guys who are going to be a year better and you're going to have one guy who's not going to be there and is in the NBA. And you got to hope that the nine guys improvement is enough to offset the one yeah. guy's departure. And that's not an unreasonable thing to hope for, Clint. It's really not. So It's really not. That's what we're going for. Um, we'll be back either way tomorrow to talk about it on the show. Uh, so watch the game tonight if you're a real Georgia fan. If not, don't come at me because I'm coming at you. Like Just just know. Um, uh, we'll be back. Uh, let us know your thoughts, your opinions. Email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. And we will see you guys tomorrow. See ya.